This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? And welcome back to another episode of No Silence Podcast with your host. Now nah, fuck that with your low glasses Malone. <sighs> so look, I'ma just jump right into bullshit because it's been on my mind. Right? Would you consider yourself, Tom, a street nigga? <laughs> no. Abby, would you consider yourself a street nigga? No, I think I have street smarts, but I'm not a street nigga. Okay. I'm from the streets, but I'm not a street nigga. I'm definitely oh. from the streets. I'm definitely from the motherfuckers. I've been okay. ducking, dodging bullets, robbed, all that other kind of shit. Lived in the hood, been homeless, lived in the projects. Why are you from the you all from the streets? From the streets, but I'm not but a street. You, but you leveling up, okay? It's a difference. So, Pete, this is what I'm gonna say to you because I'm not sure you quite understand the term because it's been misrepresented. Mm-hmm. A street nigga is somebody who lives by the laws of the streets. Right. Yeah. Normally, yeah. that's a person that's a criminal. Mm-hmm. Right. Because at that point, crimes are the separation between regular civilians and people who live, you know, in the underworld. The streets is the urban underworld. Right? Yeah. So I would say it's a person who there's two types of people. There's people who pay attention to April 15th and there's people who don't. <laughs> My guy. Right. So a street nigga is a criminal. Right. What's that the day that stuff happened with Raymond Washington? That's the tax deadline. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, no, I'm going to be honest. I definitely pay attention to the tax hold deadline. Up, hold up, hold up, That definitely fast, pay attention Tom. To that that huh? fast, I'm going to have to watch you. There might be some street nigga. Ex- you didn't nah. know that? No, what? What? That's tax day? No, I didn't know that's that that's what he was talking about. I didn't know. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that's what he was talking about, though. See, yeah, that's how I know y'all from the. No, street. I thought he was talking about some yeah, street I shit. I, that was, I didn't no, know. See, because no, because he references a lot of street shit, especially in LA on this podcast. That's why I April fifteenth, even shit. to me. Also, tax day this year was the eighteenth, not not the fifteenth, because of a holiday in DC. That's also why I thought that. But but see, you be knowing that. See, I know. So, Pete, a street nigga is a criminal. Right, uh, yeah. individual person who lives by the laws of the streets, which okay. includes crime. Right, a gangster. Right, a gang is a group of men. Right, who commit crimes to advance their agendas. Right, who will commit crimes. So a yeah. gangster is a member of such organization. 
like both a made guy. Them, both of them revolve around crime. Mm. Both of them revolve around crime. Mm. Okay, the reason, Tom, Pav, I wanted you on this shit is, what is it about someone who lives a square life? Now, a square is not somebody who, uh, is a, a square doesn't mean punk. A square means a person who lives above legal standards, right? Who who don't break laws, who live their life the way the law says they live their life. That don't mean they won't whoop your ass out in front of this store if you disrespect them. That's just not what a square means. It means you're not a criminal. For sure. You live a square lifestyle, right? You're not breaking the law. What is going on in the urban community where squares feel like they need to be a real nigga? Like, what is going on to where, out of all the I'm gonna let Pavi go square first things you could be, you I could have be a, my own opinions listen, on this because I'm you I could be a real brother. man, you could be a real father, you could be a really great employee at your job, you could be a great businessman, a real businessman, a real everything. Why, what is the need to fit into this one percenters group that they have created for their underachieving life? Right. Because the life that we live is a very underachieving life. Right. We have to create our own metrics of of respectable titles, because at that point you have decided. Right. You are going to live this type of life. So you create these terminologies, real nigga. Right. So a real nigga in in its real context is somebody who still lives an honorable street life. Streets involved to be a nigga. You got to be a nigga. You got to do some nigga shit to be a nigga. Right? So a a real nigga is somebody who lives an honorable life within street life. I don't necessarily agree with all your definitions. I I know this is Webster's definition, but I don't necessarily agree with all of these definitions. I'm I'm, I'm giving you because my culture created it. Yes. I'm from the same culture you from, my brother. I'm telling you, even in the streets of Chicago, this is the same thing. Yeah, but it's a lot of motherfuckers that call themselves real, I'm sorry, real niggas that's not committing crimes. That's the theme of the podcast. That's my point. Yeah, that's Why point. the fuck you would you call yourself a real you nigga? You would be a real man. You would, you would, you would be Why a real can't you just man, be like a real man? Citizen. I would say... You'll be a real man, but I would say... Why in one word? It depends on the context, though, because some people are using it as a colloquialism for, as, like, man. They're not... Like, like nobody, no black dude gonna be like, yeah, I'm a real dude. Like, what the fuck? You, you can't mean? just be a real man. I'm a real man. What if I don't want to say I'm a real man? But that's the what point. What if I like, just want to say I'm a real nigga? Okay, people we take terms. People take terms and they make them mean what they want to mean. But the original context of being a real nigga did come from like the streets. I would say why people feel because because it looks cool, especially with the way games and shit are publicized now. Like, like it looks cool. Like people walk around. Never been to LA, don't know nothing about blood culture, but would change bees to well, well, like well, like C's to bees. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm booming. Like, bro, you live in like fucking fucking Nebraska. Where there are no talking about I, I swear why, to why God. No why are you talking about you booming? Or like all these or these things like that. Or people would just take fucking K's and put C's because it looks cool. I think people just think gang culture looks cool, especially with the way that I mean, I hate to say publicized, with the way it's publicized, you can pick up your phone and see a shooting. The shit looks cool until you're in that situation and you've been shot at. Then that shit don't look as cool no more because your okay. life is in danger. 
Give me a little bit more volume on your mic, uh, Pav, and a little bit more on your mic, Tom. Just a little bit. Um, but Tom, and this is the point I'm saying to you. Like, imagine if I walk through life, right? Okay. Let's say, uh, I, I let's say I'm a drug dealer. And I'm prescribing people crack in PCP. Right? They come to they come to fulfill their pharmaceutical orders of crack in PCP. And I'm like, yeah, real pharmacist shit, my nigga. Real pharmacist. I'm a pharmacist. I mean, technically you, technically you are. I'm just being honest with you because even I've heard you speak uh, about certain interactions you've had. Um, with people on PCP and you say that they don't that they don't make a conscious decision to come back to get it. People same thing with opioids. Like my mom has had back problems for years and I remember when I finally gave her some CBD and she stopped taking opioids. She didn't like she didn't like like poop for like a whole week. Like her body was in like full opioid mode at that point in time. And then that little bit of CBD like she was like, "Yo, I hadn't taken my pills in weeks cuz I haven't needed to cuz I put this cream on my back and now my back feels better." But when she was on opioids, she needed them. And I think it was built up on a dependency from the pharmaceutical industry. So I don't I don't I don't look at no drug dealer as differently as I look at the pharmaceutical industry. It's all the fucking same to me. Everybody want to get high, drunk, inebriated, alter their state of reality. And if somebody out there got the means to fulfill that, then somebody's going to come and place an order. And that's just really what it boils down to. It's, sure. unfor- it's unfortunate that our community has been systematically attacked with it, but let's just be real. Like people have been getting fucked up since the dawn of time. Like they Hands think down, that we but- came here because uh, uh, some lower form of a humanoid ate a bunch of mushrooms or theories about that. So it's like we've been getting fucked up off shit forever. So I don't I don't I'm not blaming a drug dealer because they sell drugs, because also most niggas I know ain't fucking growing coke, uh, 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 cocoa plants in a backyard in Chicago. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Come down on your mic a little bit, Pete. Come down on your mic just a little bit, Pete. I don't have um, control on it. Oh, you don't? Yeah, I, I bypassed the uh, Zoom thing, remember? OK, yeah. Okay, I can move so, it further away. Um, so, Tom, like. Do I think, in theory, a pharmacist and a D-boy does the same thing? Yes, in theory. But a pharmacist, right, is a specific title related to school. It's not really just the act of handing out medicine, right? It's certain license and yeah. things, right, that you, you know, uh, uh, um, pre-resquits, uh, certain tests. Man, certain ideals, certain classes. Nothing. Motherfuckers is hood chemists. I, I agree. I agree, but that's why you put hood hood on the. There's a fiduciary there. responsibility. Yeah. I mean, I only put I only put hood on it because they ain't been in the lab. But you could probably put those same people in the lab and tell them to do the same thing, and they probably be still in there measuring shit out. I, I'm not disagreeing you with you, but I don't things. know if you want a heroin addict to take your blood. I don't know if you want him to be oh, inside your. Uh, I mean, yeah, what's it, but, what's it called? What's the person that take blood? Uh, not a heroin addict, but, 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 but if a heroin, but if a, but if uh, yeah, you about to lie fucking, right now. No, you wait about a to lie. no, no, I'm not. Like, about well, there's a reason there's a hierarchy to antibiotics, for example. I would let a heroin addict take my blood, but it's not like if a fucking if a motherfucker that was cooking meth, 
I wouldn't be like, yo, this motherfucker is the stupidest motherfucker when it comes to anything involving chemistry or science. I, yeah, I, I you got to know think, some shit, just not even to blow yourself the fuck up doing that shit. I, but I like, think I'm not disagreeing with you that some of the ideas are the same, but I don't know if you would want, right, a heroin's addict pre-West quit, right, to becoming a, a phlebotomist. For bottomist, right? I don't know if you want that to be years and years of shooting up heroin as a way to say he has e enough experience with needles to be the person <laughs> in no, the fucking room to take your blood. So, so, so back to the well, addicts. The difference between putting putting in the blood, and taking the blood out. The addicts and dealing <laughs> or, or let's two say different things, let's say though. let's say a heroin addict is the person that gives TB tests because he has experience with veins and needles. Years and years of experience. I don't know That's if that so qualifies. I'm sure somewhere per se. that exists. I'm sure somewhere that exists. I don't exists. want to meet that person. I'm I just sure don't somewhere know. in somebody's clinic that exists. Here's my question. I'm just saying. There, there, there's like a hierarchy of antibiotics, right? And that has to do with resistance. And it has to do, and there's a prioritization of which ones you get in which phase of whatever it is that you need. So you, you don't see the exercise of deliberate market restraint with a drug dealer that you do at a pharmacy, because like, if I wanted to get, Hey, I got an infection or whatever, give me a Z pack. No, we don't. We're trying to not give out a bazillion Z packs because then everything's going to become resistant to Zithromax. And we're going to have nothing beyond that, but penicillin. So we're going to give you this cheap garbage, amoxicillin or whatever the hell, and maybe you'll feel better. Maybe you won't go fuck yourself. Okay, now you know, we get too far out. Never mind. I agree with that. I actually agree with that. I, but I'll before we get too far out, the point I'm making, right, is these terminologies, right, that the culture created, right, this one percent of the culture created as their achievable upper echelon, right, by how you proceed in life. I just don't understand why would somebody who has the opportunity to be a thousand things above the line, right? A thousand things above the line, try to figure out what, how to be something below the line. Cause it looks that's cool. the trick. The trick is the 1% right. Creates, you know, being a gangster. Like I was on Instagram, <laughs> right. And it blew me away. I was talking to this dude. I got you, Pete. I was talking to this dude and, he was somebody called a media outlet person a snitch, <laughs> right? And, and it's a media outlet. It's literally on a media page called Grindface. Shout out to the homie Grindface, but Grindface. And he was reporting on a story with his through his media outlet. And some dude got in the comments and said, snitch ass nigga. And I literally responded. I said, this is what happens when squares use urban colloquialisms. Like they're using street terms, right? Or, like, or just standards. Yeah, right. And it's like, and so next thing I know, I look down at my phone in five minutes and all of these people were hitting me. And at that point, you could see they were squares, right? People who lived legally, right? And it was like, what you, you know, where I come from, square means you a bitch ass nigga. And it's like, that's not what a square is. I'm sorry they used it incorrectly. Long story short, we go through this whole thing where they feel like a square is a disrespectful thing to a black person, right? And it's not because there are more black people are not our squares than are 
you know, street or in the streets, right? So the last thing that really irritated my soul is when this motherfucker told me, I explained to the dude, I said, to be a gangster, you have to be in a gang. He was like, that's some dumb shit. That's the dumbest shit I ever heard. You don't got to be in a gang to be a gangster. And I was like, to, to be a roadster, do you have to be on the road? <laughs> literally, the first part like, of the, the word is literally gang. But, I, but I've noticed this over the years where you have people be like, oh, you know, it's gangster to take care of your kids. That's being a father. <laughs> You're a man. Oh, it's gangster to go to work and that take, that you know, it's gangster to go to work. Oh uh, no, I agree with that, a, but I also think white employee. people have done that, not niggas. Like, no, we have to. Yes, we, we have. have to. No, yes, don't do that. We have to. Yes, yes, we, yes have. we have. We have to. Don't do that. It ain't no. Yes, we no, have. And it's, it and it's irritating because, like, right, you submerge yourself in this culture, right, this underworld culture of living below the legal line of life, right, because it's a risk in it, right? You risk going to prison. You risk dying, right, in, in certain in certain moments. You risk a lot of things, you know, to, to reach the pinnacle that's still under the line. Right. Because a gangster can't be the president. Gangster can't be, the, you know, it, they don't go right. You, th- th- whatever the pinnacle is of regular square life. This is your line. You hit this line right here. It's still low. So. I have submerged myself in this culture to the point where I, you know how many people I had to fight. I mean, before I even fought outsiders, I had to fight all of my homies. Right. And it's not always like. I can resolve things right in a very civil way, right? I know how to talk and discuss my, you know, my thoughts. But culturally, where I come from, people don't really know how to use words. So you have to be able to communicate through, you know, fisticuff. It's simple. Like sometimes it needs to be, don't question what I'm saying, right? Because that's the only thing. So you fight, you know, 10, 11 of your homies. You got to win all the fights. Right. Then you got to fight everybody from these different neighborhoods. You got to fight the Mona Parks, the Carver Parks, the PJs, the Pominoaks, Largo. You got to fight because you got to win. Then you have to shoot guns and literally <laughs> take somebody's life, like in a full attempt to to extinguish their life force. Right. Like you have to go through this because that's the well, you don't want a rematch way. clause to kick in, right? do you? Because if, <laughs> because if you don't. And it was bad for me because I had to go out my own car. Because they were literally targeting me. So you have to survive all this. And then you have to deliver this punishment. Things that risk your life. You have to go to jail. I went to jail for my homie Chocolate. Right? He had a scooter. It had an ounce of sherm on the scooter. I wanted to ride his scooter to McDonald's to get some food. I was asking him. He said, nah, man, you can't ride. I kept asking him because I'm like, dog, you being fucked up. Nigga, let me ride your scooter. The reason he was telling me no is because he had an ounce of sherm, but he forgot because he was in the middle of a dice game. So when I finally, when he finally was like, here, man, take it. So he forgot and I didn't know. So I ride the scooter. Soon as I make a left off, you know, the neighborhood and on the Willowbrook, the police pull me over. They had been watching us the whole time sell sherm. They knew whose scooter it was. They knew who sherm it was. They wanted to arrest him. So they got me in the car. They said, look, glasses. Yeah, Mike, because at this point, when you're trying to be a real nigga, the police know who you are. They know you by name. Hey, glasses, look, we know this is not your scooter. You're going to drive back down to seven. Just point to who scooter is. The window's tinted. You ain't got to even say nothing. But you can't do that. We'll let you out. Do you know I had to go to jail? These are the things I went through. These are the things I went through to be a real nigga. 
I right? agree. I'm, I'm not mad at it, but you said you had to do all these things. You didn't have to do all these things. You made conscious choices to do those things. No, no, and no that's the different. No, nah, I disagree with that because you just asked listen, a question. Listen, Tom. You asked a question about the square these, life. These right? are the reasons why you could have made choices to do other shit. No, no, Tom. Listen, listen. These are the conscious choices I made to be a real nigga. Yeah, but you could have made the same conscious. I'm sorry, decisions to be a square. But you asked why certain I'm, I'm people not, that I'm are squares act like they real niggas. That's not, that's they not, do that's it not the point, Tom. because it sounds. And also, you a rapper. You help glamorize this like thing. Hold that up, makes Tom. Hold up, Tom. Hold on. Thing. Hold up, Tom. Hold up. Just let me make my point. Go ahead. It's. I'm not saying it's the right or wrong thing. What I'm saying to you, these are the things I went to to be referred to as a real nigga. Right. Because this is the life I was living. I'm not blaming nobody for choice. They're conscious choices I made for purpose. Right. I decided to do this and I ascended to the top of it to be a real nigga. This is what you have to go through. All this silly shit. I don't understand how a nigga who feel like he don't have to go through this. Can literally like, oh, I'm, I'm one of those, too. You're not one of these. It's not the same. We all know like that you could be that person could be a thousand things. Oh, I'm a real nigga because I take care of my kids. No, brother, you're a real father. It's pretty fucking awesome. It's pretty fucking respectable yeah, that don't amongst sound as the cool. whole billions of people in the world. But that don't sound as cool. Yeah, but even you calling people squares make it's like you might as well call me a lame ninja. That's not a lame. I, I, I'd rather you just say, yo, this is my homie. He not a criminal. But also, do why does lame have to be such a derogatory term? Because that's what the fuck the culture has made it. Why do we always got to act like the culture didn't make this shit what it is? But, no, culture but which made culture? Being a which culture not cool. made it that? Niggas getting stuffed in lockers and all this other shit. Niggas been peer pressured into joining gangs and committing crimes for motherfucking decades. Like, let's, let's, not, let's not act like that's not a fact. I've it's also heard... Fact, no, wait a huh? minute. I've also heard... You and other street niggas be like, yo, a lot of these niggas be getting tattoos and all this crazy shit on their face because they want to appear like they hard and they real and they street niggas. Like, you all have created this marketing to where, like, it's almost like fucking Jordan shoes where people look at this shit and they're like, yo, this is cool. Be being called a square versus being called a real nigga, like, you got to ask yourself why these kids make the conscious choices they make. It's the, it's the way that we... As people within the culture refer to other people, we had other and better names for shit. It would be cool. But once hip hop became cool and everybody wanted to become hip hop and hip hop is the streets, as you say it is, these kids that haven't been in the streets, look at this shit and be like, yo, this shit is cool. The marketing side of it is good. And like, I could be a real nigga without doing all this other shit. You can't be a real can, nigga without no, doing stop, all this shit. Stop. That's, I, that's, I agree with you. But that's not what they thinking. They thinking I can be this if I play the part. And it's not about playing the part. It's about making the conscious choices and doing the actions, which you just described, that turns you from a square to a quote unquote real nigga. But I've also heard a lot of real niggas tell me that a lot of squares just wind up doing quote unquote real nigga shit because they wanted to be cool. So like it ain't really no line no more. Like oh, it's the a line. line has been blurred too it, much. It, it, no, it's, it, it's never been blurred. It's not. The internet took that shit away and wrapped it No, no. Took it the away. internet made it to where you actually can lie about who you are. That's the difference. See, at one time, right before, time. before, before the internet, it was really hard to lie about who you were, right? It, it, it took because you had to go out and prove they it to, to other people. people in their face. Like that's that's the era I came from, right? You you actually had to prove it to people's face. Now on the internet, you can literally take pictures. You can literally guide people and say, "This is my life. This is who I am." But 
this is the point I was making, I got a right? Question, though. This is my question though. Was Ice Cube a square? This and yes. I say this and I say this not disrespectfully, right? Yes. So what kind of music was he making then? Okay. He made games. And I say this not disrespectfully to Ice Cube because no, I love no, it's, Ice it's Cube. Not disres- it's not disrespectful. It's nothing. It's no insult to say somebody because is he was making gangster music, but he was a square. Listen, listen. So I'm confused. That's also part of my point. Did he like, ever say he was in a gang though? He, he didn't listen, have to say no. he was a gang. They was making gangster music. But but listen, listen. You could watch a Clint Eastwood film and not be a cowboy. Clint Eastwood never was a cowboy. It's difficult to be a cowboy in the 1980s. But 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 let's not act like Q wasn't writing for gangsters and being and like partaking in the life of a gangster. But you call him a square. Like I, it's no real. He, he that's didn't. That, but that's there weren't the a flood of Italian Americans trying to get made after The Godfather. I'll say exactly. That. I mean, I wouldn't either. Shit, they all got murdered and went to jail. Fuck that's that. that's another sub. That's a subtlety of the art. And Pimp C talks about that extensively. But we'll leave that where it is. And, and this is my point. Like. You don't see other Italians running around that live a law-abiding life. And I, and, I, and I resent what you're saying about squares. That's just not true. Like, if you allow somebody to antagonize your way of life, like, the thing is, a square and a street nigga can both be a bitch. A square and a gangster can both be a bitch-ass nigga. So when you, if you say somebody antagonizing you and trying to insult you by calling you a square and you don't defend who you are, you just a bitch ass nigga. And bitch ass niggas, anybody could be a bitch ass nigga. See, squares could never be snitches. You have to be in the underworld to be a snitch. That's the I'd rather thing. you just call me a civilian and call me a square, to be honest. A civ- but a different because, a civilian because black people have made the term squares be negative. That's why that's why these kids don't want to be called squares. You missing my point. Like it's not I, saying I don't, but that's my that's my wrong. point. I'm just saying they don't want to like, be called that shit. So they that, is, that is the point of the podcast. I mean, yes, I agree. I agree with what you're saying, but I'm saying like you got to look at these kids' minds. They like they don't care about all of that shit because they only care about what they're being called. Versus they're cared about, but that's my point. Like you said, like living exists. Listen, Tom. Gee, I'm a I'm a tied up for in you. A world where you're a fraud is worse than everything. See, a fraud is worse than everything. To, to be a square and don't want to be called a square because you feel like that carries a negative connotation, well, you know what's even worse than that? A fraud. See, everybody can be a fraud. I would rather be called a square than be called a criminal So, because I'm not a criminal or I'm not That's a gangster. That's my point. So I'm fine. I don't, but this is my point. I'm fine with it personally. Like I don't care. Call me a square. I don't give a fuck. I've been living my life legally doing what I'm supposed to do for years. But these kids look at it differently. And I'm the oldest brother of four. I remember coming up, my, me and my brothers, we grew up in the hood, but like my mom was a school teacher. We weren't never really in the streets like that. And then when my brother turned a teenager, he decided he wanted to go and be a quote unquote real nigga and become a street nigga. But like, that wasn't the environment that we came up in. He, I mean, like, we, well, well, I'll put it this way. We came up in that environment, but like, that's not how we were raised. So when sure, he made sure. that decision, it wasn't economically why he made that decision. He made that decision because he didn't quote unquote want to be looked at as a square. And even but I'm at that point, I was telling him like, yo, you got a decision of where your life can go and you can choose that and you can make these decisions trying to be something you're not, or you can just be who you are and, and things will work out better for you. He did that's what he where, did. That's where it get crafty though. Let me ask you a question. You and Pav, Tom. Yeah. Was it right outside your front door? What? Everything. Well, where, where, where I'm I saying lived. where you lived at, where you grew at, 
Was it right outside your front door? Where I live most of my life, yes. I can't speak okay. for Tabby because outside, my front, outside your front door, outside my front door, no, but you didn't have to go far to find it. How, how many blocks would you have to go to find Shit, it? The, a couple blocks over, the next block okay. over. Okay, how many Across blocks, Tom? Did you live street. in anybody's territory? I live, oh, yeah, I live in Stone territory. Yeah, okay, I so you live, so it is outside your door. Outside. It's right outside, right? Yeah, you live outside. I'll say this, right? Okay, 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 okay. Look, look, check it out. I'll say this, right? All right, so growing up, right, when we was like, 10, 11, 12, right? You would say, oh, like, like anybody who lived in the area because you was from a stone area, people would just tell you that, like, oh, okay, we stones. But then as you get older and you get more into high school, the niggas who were still on that, by the time they was 14, 15, 16 years old, they was really still on that. But, like, sometimes you get told that you are this because you're from a certain neighborhood. But then, again, like I said, as you get older, you have an actual decision to make by if you really want to partake in this. And I yeah, was like, if you want to say... If, yeah, and, and, and this is the thing though, and I want to add to what you're saying. Culturally, you can be a stone, right? You may not be a part of the military, you know, the infantry itself, but or you may not be a at. criminal, right? Yeah, but that's but that's culturally, yeah. like all Long Beach niggas culturally are Crips. All Inglewood, well, I ain't finna say that, but all Long Beach niggas are culturally Crips. A lot of my partners from Long Beach, they don't even have to actually be criminals or from a gang. They say cuz they prefer blue. Cause culturally, right? I don't have no blue in my closet. Cause I, I literally don't have. I don't they have call no themselves a real nigga then. No, no, but again, it's 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 unique, right? Because culturally, you're available, but you also are not a criminal, right? So I'm not saying culturally you're not this. Like culturally, they're not gangsters. Culturally, they grew up in a crip culture, like we grew up in American culture, right? But. I don't necessarily think we're proud Americans. I don't, I don't think I that's in the GDBD culture. I agree, and I never, I never really identified. Right, well, my family identified things, as ones, but I'm saying there's certain things, right, Pat? Even right now, or there were struggles for you to wear, even out here, where that doesn't even matter. It's certain things you won't do because culturally, right? No, this is you. your existence. These your friends. No, you know, this is your family. Cool. Certain people you knew your whole life. Like y'all all together. It's just how you grow up culturally. Again, like th this is where it gets tricky, right? With these terms. Um, but I do understand what you're saying, Tom, to the point where it's like hip hop is a simple thing that was created for people from the street, you know, that urban street world to have representation to the rest of the world, right? Because it wasn't none before that. Before hip hop, it really wasn't none. The closest you had was black exploitation films. And that was a small little thing that really didn't focus on the cornerstone of it think about it the first time you saw a movie about gangs crips and bloods was colors and it's a police movie and that movie is in 1990 at that point cripping and blood had been around 21 years yeah so then you didn't see anything else to boys in the hood right and then there's still very few movies about this super potent you know culture in los angeles i mean what is it south central it's about six seven movies yeah, Probably. for something that's for something that's such a a transcendent thing around the world as far as urban culture goes, right? It's such a transcendent, like to where every state now has Crips and Bloods. Like I was gonna say that about Nebraska. Like Tiger got shot at by the Hoovers. He did, he did get shot at in Omaha, in Nebraska. Nebraska. G? He did get Crips shot at in Omaha, Nebraska. He got shot at Omaha, Nebraska. That is Nebraska. Them gangbangers will do bad things to you. Oklahoma, Texas, New York, they will do horrible things to you. I remember that. I remember that. He got shot at because them dudes ain't playing. Again, for something that's been such a phenomenon, right around the world, right? 
there's still probably less than 20 films. Like, right, gangbanging is probably more of a of an impact to the world than being a cowboy. Yet there's probably, you know, a million cowboy flicks. Can I argue against that creatively and 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 objectively? Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, please. Every time, every time we see a music video, we watching the film. Like it's just, a, I'm, I'm being honest. Like, like that's the, the that's your film right there. We didn't got a million fucking music videos about gangbanging and the streets and drug life and. And we've seen a million different perspectives of it. We've seen documentary style videos where right. you Chief Keith and you just in your grandmama's house with your homies with some guns. We didn't seen the well-produced videos from the Snoop Dogs and the Dr. But you, but you Dre's. Like all of those are still films, though. That's what I'm saying. My point, though. That's my point. My point is that's the only, only the only reason somebody like me, right? Not glasses, because I've been there and I've seen it, but. The only way somebody in L.A. would know what's going on in Chicago, right, with this whole, yeah. like, this gun epidemic, right, this drill epidemic yeah. where kids are getting their hands on guns at yeah. unbelievably young ages, 11, 12 guns that I didn't have till I was 20. I seen videos with niggas holding K's and, and Uzi yeah. at 11 and 12. That Rondo is like. number nine had a yeah. fucking rocket, rocket launcher. launcher oh, hood. rocket launcher. Listen, in, the hood, in my bro. life. My first gun I had was a 22 that would take it was a 38 at 16, 17. I seen videos where these dudes are carrying fully automatic weapons at 12. So again, we're the only ones, our community, right? Our culture, we're the only one broadcasting it to the world of what's going on, our current state. So that's what made hip hop what it was. We were able, and not just from you know, negative violence, but anything going on in street urban culture, right? Our hip hop was responsible to display it to the world because Hollywood didn't tell the world. That's what I'm saying to you, Tom. That's why I'm saying you're not making an argument against it. That's yeah. what we have nah, to do. I'm not mad at it. I also think a large part of it is like, it's like the, the cripping and blooding part of it is like, it's so, it's not universal. Like, like gang banging is everywhere. Right. But Crippin' and Bloodin', or at least before kind of the explosion of hip hop culture becoming a predominant pop culture in America, like wasn't the main thing. So you get those early Boys in the Hood and all them films because like it isn't so culturally like a phenomenon and known. But like once gangbanging is put on the world stage, right, then like the appeal for it, especially for like Blood Crip movies, whatever, it's so like Mike like like microscopic that it's hard for you to sell it to the public like even uh, a guy like listen, hold on one second just, even just a guy listen. like spike lee right he tried to remake what i mean what uh, uh old shakespeare play was that in chicago yeah, under the guise of the, yes but also but it was a lot of money put behind it right but that story was so like it's not marketable to the rest of the world and then you I'm watch it and you're like why, what is I'm this i'm gonna tell you why you're wrong no, i'm gonna explain to you why you're wrong completely go ahead right this is still rooted in the same racial issues right or, or or oppression that created hip-hop the genre itself right is do you think there were more crips and bloods or more cowboys in, in america crips and bloods i mean definitely more crips and bloods so then why is there 1000 cowboy films something that's literally been you know this type of of, of explosion in culture Right, but I think it's kind of hard for us to say that though, because we still in the moment. Like we got to look at a lot of most, a, lot, a lot of those cowboy films came a hundred years after the generation of like cowboys or fifty years. Also, you got to look at it. White people love promoting their white crimes. People. 
white people love promoting their crimes. Like bank no, robbing, train robbing was like the biggest things back in the early days of oh, film. So as a what filmmaker. I'm saying is crime so they, films. Yeah. Crime, how many do you think there's more mobsters, right, or more Crips and Bloods? It's more. It's it's less mobsters, but that's not my point. My point is like they have made it a a, a point throughout the history of film. If you go back and you look at some of the first films, they were about white crimes, bank robbing, train robbing, all that stuff. White America is always like to glorify their crimes. We always get vilified for our crimes. So inherently, it's just going to be a different thing in terms of the marketplace. Like a white person is going to go see Goodfellas before they go see Boys in the Hood because they rather see white crime than black crime. Well, they would rather that. see white people. and But that, that's not the point. Nah, I disagree yeah. with that yeah. because even our crimes are looked at as being petty crimes. Like, I'm like you know, like, like, this the wrong way, kind of. Go ahead. You're kind of looking at the wrong way. I think people deal with stuff that's familiar with them. I think a lot of people not necessarily sleeping on our genres of films. I think they just more familiar with the mafia films and the cowboy films. And plus cowboy films, they always like kind of short shot. Um, cop Westerns and horror films typically do better than other films. They typically- But I'm telling you, again, and shout out to my, my, my big brother, manager Steele, who just popped in. But that's my point. That's what I'm saying to you. So I, this goes against your argument in the first place, right? Again, crime has always been, you know, one of the most popular stories told in America, but not black crime. That's why hip hop was a, necess a, a, a necessary thing. And still, let me just fill you in. So the conversation we're having is about why do squares feel the need to use urban street terms to define themselves when the terms themselves were created as a, a alternative to things that urban street people couldn't or felt they couldn't be. So they created these terms, right? Um, real nigga, right? As a way to say, so as a street nigga, right? It's a, it's a crime, right? A street nigga is somebody who lives under legal standards, right? They'll do whatever they need to do in the crime world, right? Or whatever. They take justice into their own hands, whether they, you know, economically are prospering, but within the urban street culture, right? A mm -hmm. real nigga, right, is somebody who's lived a street life honorably within the things that we find honor in, right? You didn't tell. You didn't betray your homies, right? All these things that matter within the realm. So why would somebody who could be a real father feel the need to say, well, I take care of my kids. That's real nigga shit versus, hey, this is real father shit. And Pav made a good point about what sounds cool, right? But who does it sound cool to? Like, that's my point. Like, the reason hip-hop is dope, and I got you, Pete, the reason hip-hop is dope in the first place, right, is because they didn't have, even though there's more Crips and Bloods and GDs and BDs than it ever would be Mafia members or Cowboys, historically, there's still not 20 movies made about both cultures. Yet, there's a hundred million Cowboy flicks. There's a ton of Mafia movies. Again, because white right? And it's, it's not about just racial. That's just, that's like an undersell. It's not about negativity. It's just more white people in America and they can relate to white characters. It's just a simple thought. But what I'm saying what? is hip hop provided that for us. Like you don't see white people who are doctors be like, yeah, I'm a mobster. I'm a mobster. Real mobster shit. I did seven surgeries today. Real mobster shit. I also do want to say this though. I think yeah. that too many times underworld culture is too conflated with like black culture. 
And I think that black culture was more than just underworld culture. But like, so like for instance, right? Even when you go on Twitter, right? People are talking about, oh, like, I just see things where it's like the only black experience is like underworld poverty and that's it in America. Like, yo, there's a black experience that exists in the in the suburbs as well. But I think too many times it gets conflated as like that's the only black experience. So well, I, I think, think many times, like when people, when you say square, people don't want to be referred as that because it seems like that's not in our culture. But but this this is the point. That's what I just right? said, the black just experience in America, right, is oppression and poverty. That's not the only one, though, bro. Other than that, what would be black? Not to the majority of the black population. Yeah, like what would be yeah. black? I, at that point, you're yeah, just living see, in America. Yes, yes, but see, this is my argument that I was having when we was having this argument about J. Cole, which I was tweaking during half of that because I listened back. I was uh, like, yo, yeah. GPU was tweaking. <laughs> but my argument is when you argue against his story and you say it's not hip hop, it's like his black experience is still his black experience. Every black, Every black experience, experience don't got to be urban and fucked and up. Street. And this is coming from a person that comes just from a listen, poor and listen, fucked up Tom, black listen. experience. Listen, Tom, every urban experience is not black and street. Every urban experience is not street. Hip hop is street. That's the thing. It is street. Like, and you can't, it's hip hop. Everything black ain't hip hop. That's first problem. Like we want to make everything black hip hop. No nigga, just cause you black, that don't mean you this, right? You could have, like Drake had a Jewish experience growing up. That's not to say he may have not felt any sense of oppression. So he could have had a black experience. But what he lacks is a street experience. Outside of that, we've seen that character in Hollywood a million times. We've seen that character. That character is well represented in mainstream America. The thing that makes hip hop and these urban colloquialisms that we're talking about, right, these urban street colloquialisms, is they're underrepresented in mainstream. That's what made hip hop that. So I'm not arguing about J. Cole being hip hop. I've always had a dilemma because is his experience street? Sure, you can have a black experience. Listen, you can grow up in Beverly Hills and live just like the white folks, right? And you still gonna feel some oppression. You, you might not see no it. sense of poverty, so you can have a black experience in Beverly Hills, but that's not a fucking hip hop experience. Well, that's the difference. Like you want to conflate. I don't black think you can necessarily. I don't think you can necessarily kick people out the hip hop community because they wasn't raised in the hood acting the fool necessarily. The it's not. You don't yeah, have to. Again, I'm, that's, again, that's again. Also I, think it's, I think it's different perspectives. You know what I mean? I think no, it's different still, perspectives. No, that, and, this, and this is what happened. This is why y'all generation sold out jazz and rock and roll. Y'all start doing this. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can no. be black and be a jazz musician. Listen. You could be black and be a rock and roll musician. You could be black and be an R and B musician. You don't have to just be hip hop because you like it. You don't That's have to be hip hop. Just let me let me finish the point. I can love Hitler and I'm not a Nazi, right? That's I can love Trump. Let me make my point. I can love Trump and not be a conservative. Blah blah blah. I can love motherfucking. Edi Amin and not be the lord of a country and but I don't you don't have to be that you could just actually love the art and that's the problem that I have with what you're doing and what people do with these urban street colloquialisms everybody well, feels let me finish glasses well, 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 how did you just conflate them things together yeah, it matters how you conflate dictators and hip hop together they, listen just because you feel like they have these great impacts it's the same thing. Just because you black don't mean you have to be hip hop. You don't have to be. 
Well, Just because you're black don't mean you can't be a doctor. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. G, can I tell you what my hip-hop experience was? I'm older than all you guys. Um, we used to go to this um, thing called the Pack Jam in Cleveland, right? When I was 15, 14. And actually, I was like a, probably 12. More long lines 12. It was an under-18 club, right? Um, DJ Johnny O. And the Sorcerer Crew, they would be up there, right? Shout out to Johnny O. And we heard the early hip-hop records, but at one time, bro, when hip-hop was in this infancy stage, when it wasn't on the proper level, you know, it was only like 50, 60 people in this club, mind you. They would play these records, dog, everybody being there breaking, but they just didn't play rap records, dog. It was a lot of um, art of noise, a lot of um, stuff over from sure, Europe stuff. So, Loops and breaks. You know what I'm saying? So I think, bro... When we talk about hip hop as a culture, dog, it's a culture. It just doesn't encompass music. 
it doesn't just encompass um urban. You feel what I'm saying? These urban tales. Only um, listen, listen. It only encompasses urban. That's the point. But not the violent thing. See, hold on. Let me finish my point. And actually, if they were going to start making people make movies based on on uh, popularity, they make movies based on a subject that they think go be able to touch the masses. It's more Latin games in this country, dog, than anything else. That's true. And the Yakuza, like, almost double the size of the Crips and Bloods, bro. No, they don't. The Yakuza, the Japanese Yakuza, yes, dog. It's Japanese like, Yakuza. Yeah, mm. Japanese Yakuza, dog. It's more of them. And they shit span back for centuries, dog. So it's First like, off, and it still ain't enough movies on them. But but that's no, what I'm that's saying. Cap. Though, that's Cap. Bro, it's a bro, jillion movies. There's a whole bunch of movies Yakuza. about that. When you watch... When you it's watch a show on HBO right now about it. Yeah, because I grew up watching Kung Fu movies. Kung Fu movies is real popular. So this with y'all. This with y'all. Always had some elements about Kung Fu's Chinese. Yeah, but I'm just saying though, bro. It's, it's, just like, it's so fucking racist, and that's my point with this. No, no, listen. This in is every, my point. even in every Japanese Kung Fu movie, movie so, in every Japanese, Japanese film, in every karate movie I saw, they always had some faction of the Yakuza. They don't have a gazillion movies on the Yakuza. That's just a lie. And there aren't more Yakuza. I didn't even know the Yakuza was out there right now. He never even heard of the Yakuza. I know the Yakuza. Have you ever seen Rush Hour? Have you ever seen Rush Hour? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the one movie that you that's, like, that's the triad. That's the Chinese triad. Uh, it's a different exactly. outfit. Triad. But when it's but you're it just fucking to... racist. What? How am I just racist? It's so triad, why bro. would you conflate Chinese and, and Japanese oh, games? Yeah, it was a triad. I didn't even My know bad. the My bad, but there has been a jillion movies on the Yakuza. Steel almost got you, killed by a Yakuza member. If you see any Ooh. Japanese film, Steel. any Japanese related film, they have something to do with the Yakuza. The same Chinese films have to do with the triad. was in Japan, and there was a girl smiling in Steel face. She thought he was so cute and still playing it cool, like he ain't giving her too much attention. But she owned it. She wanted to go where we going, trying to follow us. She owned us. Man, that man came out. We knew that dude had a sword. He was finna kill us all. Side two, yeah, was, sword. Side two was definitely in the Yakuza. You know what he did, dog? The first time me and I seen him out there, yeah. a guy has, a guy had lost twenty dollars, dog. When he, you know, came to give you know how to give you the money in big bundles like that. One of his assistants that lost like $20 was the equivalent of $20. So he played it cool, man. And we saw me and I see in the back of the van, man, in the back of the you know truck. We going up these mounts. And I'm like, what the fuck? This ain't the way to the hotel. He gets up to the mounts and says, excuse me one minute. You know outside too, it's real polite. Excuse me one minute, please, Mr. Big Steel. Excuse me one minute. He got out the car, pistol whipped the dude, made him strip down naked. Shot him in both his kneecaps, dog, and left him up there on the mountain. We drove him. He got in the car like it wasn't shit. Lit a cigarette and was, you know, he's rolled up. Me and Croft didn't say a word. He asked us. He was apologizing us over that twenty dollars. I, I apologize for the, you know, short shortening to the money. Um, I'll make sure I get this to you ASAP. We said, don't worry about it, bro. Don't worry about and, it. And this, don't worry about it. Got it, dog. And this is my thing, right? And this is what happens when y'all do this, right? And this is my issue, even when we're doing what we're doing now. Hip hop has to be street. Street is not only just crime. Being a street nigga could be a criminal, but street is a different lifestyle. You living in that poverty. You living in that oppression together, right? Amongst other people, right? That are poor and it very much is a cultural thing, right? Which I've always said to myself, J. Cole lived that life. That's why I'm really careful with how I handle his legacy. That's why I'm careful. I don't just jump off that bridge and don't say it. I'm really careful because I'm like, that dude did grow up poor. If he was in a trailer park, that's poor as a motherfucker. He's a nigga. So I know he got oppressed and I know he had an urban street experience. 
But yes, you have to have an urban street experience. Bro, and to be yeah. honest with you, to me, Southern California don't even, it has probably dog, but this shit is nice out here. I, this, I, is I totally not, this is right? not, this is I not, this is not the real ghetto. Meet me from the east side of Cleveland. When you go see niggas living with their windows, nah, no, no nah, windows in their crib, Midwest no dog, you have, you have Midwest no lower and shit One like thing that. you don't got to do is convince me how poor the Midwest is. And this, everything is Beverly Hills compared to that shit. Yes. I remember, I, re, I, I remember the first time I, I went through Compton. I'm like, nigga, this is Compton. Y'all got grass, yeah. nigga. Yeah. I'm like, nigga, this is grass. But, nigga, but again, because, but also because our wealthy neighborhoods make y'all wealthy neighborhoods look like the slums. No, nah, facts. If you oh, go to oh. Bel Air, you won't see nothing mm. like that in Chicago yeah, or yeah. Cleveland. Highland Park ain't got nothing like, on Bel Air. Bel Air is probably worth Cleveland altogether. <laughs> probably so, though. Cleveland is just the of neighborhood shit. of Bel Air. I'll so again, street, but it's a piece of shit. So again, again, so slum is all comparative, right? So yes, like I agree with y'all, right? Oh, the Watts as a slum can't hold a candle to Chicago slums or Cleveland slums. But the reason it is the slums is because. The slums in Chicago compared to like, like when I'm in Philadelphia, the slums in the wealthy areas don't look that much different. If you see Watts and then compared to Bel Air, it look like you live in hell. Like, like literally like Satan is rolling down with a pitchfork. It looks like hell. If you go where Pete is from or like over that area, you feel me? Laguna, Niguel, Watts look like death. Nah, G, if you take a drive down State Street, bro, by the time you get to it now, it's a little bit different. So by the time you get to about like 39th, it's a clear difference from 63rd to the fucking South Loop. Uh, uh, shit uh, trust me, I know because different. the slums there are fucked up. So any Compton make them slums. Compton yes. looks like a, a wealthy neighborhood compared to Chicago slums. This is true. Right? But again, compared to Bel Air, there's no Bel Air in Chicago. There's no Bel Air in Cleveland. It's just... Okay. That you shit right what? there look like that's heaven was, walking. You can you walk in Bel Air with no shoes stuff. on and you won't get your it everything good. You walk through the whole nice areas, bro. Cleveland got some nice areas, but it just look old. It, they not nice enough. Not <laughs> I like seen Cleveland people. nice areas. Cleveland yeah, nice areas look like Cerritos. That shit average around here. Jeez. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, just, it's really not a ghetto out here, dog. No, there is a ghetto. It's just not comparative to the ghetto of Cleveland, right? But also, your wealthy areas can't compare to our wealthy areas. That's the separation of oppression. You feel me? When you look at wealth and you looking at, you feel me, poverty, the separation, how far it is. Like, Watts is far as fuck from Bel Air. Just like you talking about Cleveland, like Cerritos in Cleveland is probably like the best neighborhood y'all would have. No, not really. It's pretty close. I've been been to Cleveland nice areas. That shit is not nice. We got some nice houses up there. That's the thing. Just like you can say our slums ain't slums, you can also say Y'all nice areas ain't nice. That shit ain't nice. That shit fucked up. Well, I know Even Peter. y'all rich people live fucked up. That shit ain't right in Chicago. Them rich people so don't live right. Why can't a Cleveland person tell a, a person from the L.A. slums, like, yo, you ain't really hip-hop because you ain't from the real slums? That's what no, I'm saying, you bro. You're not from like, the slums of Cleveland. Bro, I'm going to check this. Yeah, when I first you ain't from the California. real slums. You ain't no, from no, no, the real no. slums, according to them. You're not hip-hop enough. When I first came to California, bro, you know what y'all was listening to, bro? Yes, we're here. The dream team is here. Oh, yes, we're here. That's the that shit y'all used to listen to in y'all era. Not that bullshit right there. That yes, shit was it was. Y'all had a whole bunch. Y'all had Sugar Hill Gang. All oh, that's the same tree. Dog, but that's different. Dream team, the LA Dream Team is here. The, it's the same thing as Sugar Hill Gang. My generation produced the message, dog. The greatest hip hop song ever. Yeah, wrote. but y'all also produced Sugar Hill. 
Yeah, which was essential. See, bro, you have to Ooh, have you a yin and yang. Sugar Hill was hard. You have to have a yin and yang, bro. If it wasn't for Sugar Hill, you might not have a glasses Malone, bro. So then don't talk shit about the LA Dream Team. Because the dream team is a descendant of Sugar Hill. Egyptian lover is descendant of Sugar Hill. Same shit. Just like we no, gave, see, just like culturally, just like culturally, Compton gave you boys in the hood. Let me, let me land on something real quick, bro. Egyptian lover is actually more craft work and stuff like that. It's actually from a dance derivative, dog. Dance is a dance is a part of hip hop culture, dog. Yeah, damn. So, so you know. Really, what we need in hip hop, we need a fucking another MC Hammer, dog. To be honest with you, I think we got way too many gangster rappers. Look, MC Hammer, it's not just about look. Hip hop is not just gangster rap. That shit is ridiculous to even say it. The reason it is highlighted so much is because it is the urbanist street experience that makes hip hop the most exclusive than compared to every other genre. And it's, it's the easiest story to fabricate as well because well, that's not all the, the man. You know, all the tickets for it. Stop doing oh, what you're bro. doing. Stop doing oh, what you're doing. Hold on, bro. Let me represent this real quick. I it had an executive tell me when I was a younger nigga that if you was a gangbanger, I would sign you. God damn it. Everybody's making up this story, dog. These elaborate hopes, dog, that they, that they running around the hood with magazines. It's not about the rapper, though. It's not hip hop, ain't about the rapper. It's not about the specific rapper. The story is real. That's the difference still. Like y'all spend too much time and, and people in today's time spend too much time trying to define if the rapper's telling his real story versus is it a real story? So yes, yeah, summer vacation didn't have to be Ice Cube. Let me I don't have a problem point. with that. He's a perfect example. Let me Ice make Cube, my point. One of the greatest rappers of all time. I understand ahead, that, but it don't have to be his story. He's telling the story of the shit that LA niggas was going through. But it, but my, but my question again with that Ice Cube thing is, if you call him a square, how can he be a square and be a gangster at the same time? G, well, he's not it's a gangster. He, he's not a criminal. He makes gangster rap music. Fucking, uh, uh, fucking, uh. Martin Scorsese is not a made guy. Yeah, but what's yeah. The, But yeah, Martin, but the, but my Martin question Scorsese is, if you call him a square, guy, then what's Quentin the difference Tarantino between? You know, not him? a racist white man who uses the N word obsessively. What the hell do you mean? This is entertainment still. So they're talking about street urban stories, and that's what they're doing. So, so does J. Cole, but you telling me that that don't necessarily make I'm telling you, J. Cole don't tell street urban stories. I disagree with that. He don't. He's talking about he's beefing with a lady go, on Twitter. Go listen to his album for it for I your eyes only. It's, it. it's about he a, a whole story about those. street stuff. Exactly. No, not even on that one. I'm talking about the one that nobody really listened to. The one where he's talking about folding clothes. Whoa, and neighbors that, on it. That whole oh, thing was, was that the one with neighbors? I think. But that whole I, album, I, but that whole album is about his friend who got locked up. That whole album is about his friend who got locked up. I've told you a thousand times, J. Cole was always a hard one, but I do treat him as a hip hop artist. I do feel what he's doing. But I'm saying he has a lot of terms and weird things, right? At times that made me be like, why would you be arguing with some lady on Twitter? I agree. I agree. As, and then making a rap song still. about it. I also still think he's hip hop still. And I but also I've never, think if you I'm, I'm not question him, and we got to question only, all of the only, squares that made gangster music. Because listen, then I'm, that not, don't make I'm not, sense I'm not, me. again, listen, anybody can make gangster music. That don't make you a gangster. Does that make you a real nigga if you make gangster music? No, it makes you a fucking rapper. So can you still be a square and make gangster music? Yeah, nigga. 
<laughs> but do you that's think that's a okay? Huge portion of the industry. So, yes. But how? But how can you make gangster music when the whole premise of making gangster music is about being a real nigga? But you're not, not a the whole premise real nigga according music. to yours. That's cap. That's not the premise cap. of gang- It's cap. being a rapper, right? Cap. As a storyteller, telling stories about the urban community that you come from. The message don't have to be Melly Mel and them story. It could be the story of their next door neighbor. It don't, it's somebody expressing the stories of what's going on in our community. So no, I'm not, li- listen, I think a square looks for authenticity from a rapper. Because as a gangster, I don't look from it from a rapper. I don't care if Rick Ross actually didn't know Noriega personally. I don't, fuck. That's his I don't fucking care. His shit jammed. <laughs> I'm not sitting around. I think a square feels the need to, 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 to live vicariously through other human beings, right? Especially when they feel like they're doing something that's not normal. But I'm not mad that Rick Ross is not Rick. I know Rick Ross. So I know he's not Rick Ross. I know fucking Rick Ross. So what I'm saying is, Rick Ross, it doesn't matter. Is his music good? Does it represent tales of Miami? Does it make me feel like the urban streets of Miami? He does that pretty good. Jay-Z makes me... Do I think... Jay-Z talk about selling dope, dog, like he was... George Young. Is he George Young? No. Lost 90, lost 92 bricks back. and had to fall, fall back. back. <laughs> and again, it, it don't matter to me whether he exaggerated saying 92 or it was 9.2. I get I the idea. Russell, though, dog. G, you know it's no, he said here. 92 bricks was real. I'm just saying, I'm saying, I'm saying regardless, I don't think that's the point of the story. Like, that's the point that's of my point, think, though. Like, uh, some of these hip hop stories aren't authentic, but they represent "quote unquote" real nigga culture. No, they, they, what do you mean? The stories are authentic. There are niggas from where we're from. They're stories, though. It's that's not. It's not, not you don't have stories. to be your. It's not authentic. It's not your no, fucking the, story. Focus, Tom. Focus. It's not your story. It don't matter. Not that's that, not, not just that every you're history not book is not an autobiography. I don't need. I don't need it to be, but if you telling me you a real nigga and in your music, I'm a real nigga, real nigga, real nigga, real it's nigga. It's a nigga, music nigga. song. I want you to be a real nigga. No, this is the point. And Tom. you get mad at the kids for like for like assimilating with this culture that isn't real because you're not a you're rapper. Fine with the rappers doing it. No, so stop being a follower. What do you expect from hip hop culture? This is what I don't expect for people start. to be a follower. And if start. you think that's okay for people to be a follower, something is wrong with it's you, bro. I don't think the okay reality of life glasses is that people are followers in a 90%. Inherently. 100%. Gonna inherently and what he's telling you is, cool. is, what he's saying is, it's okay to be a fraud. This I'm is not a saying difference. it's okay to be this, a fraud. That's what you're you telling asking me. me. This is the question you're asking. I'm saying you're asking me, listen, you're asking me, is Ice Cube a fraud? No, no Ice Cube is. Let, let, let me make my point. I never said he was a fraud. You asking me, does he live the stories? And I'm telling you, that's not his job. He's a rapper. His job is to tell the stories. Quick question. Sure. There's a difference, or how do you perceive the difference, rather, between somebody who is attempting to speak in the first person versus somebody who is telling a story that is obviously not them but is speaking through the first person as a listener you gotta kind of be able to discern the one from the other you know listen so as a society where we at i think you obviously are correct 99 percent of the world is frauds and literary followers they don't they're intellectually lazy they don't want to formulate their own opinion they want to take the simplest opinion that you can get there fast and that's what they're gonna run with right but i think 
the thing that comes down to it is we need to stop paying attention. Stop worrying who the fuck the messenger is and get the message. I think that's the sure. problem with the For Bible sure. and any other book. Read the book. Don't worry about what nobody else telling you. Don't worry about what nobody else saying. Get the wisdom from the written words. When you listen to Ice Cube, My Summer Vacation, and this is maybe because I have lived my own life of it, right? I've been out of town selling drugs. I know what it's really like. So I'm not worried if Ice Cube is telling his story. He's telling my motherfucking story. And that's what he does great. That's his job as a fucking rapper, to tell urban street tales of Los Angeles come-ups or falls. That's his fucking job. But can he his claim he's a go. real if, nigga, if, though? If that's Ice Cube was living these stories, Ice Cube wouldn't be a rapper. He'd be a D-boy. When Jay-Z was doing that, he was a D-boy. He wasn't a rapper. And guess what? He transitioned, and he became a rapper. I don't really know how you can say that when you just told me that that he that when I asked you was he a square before he was a rapper, you told me he was. How can you automatically assume he would turn into a D boy if he was a person that was going to college, looking out for himself, working towards his education? How can you automatically make that assumption? That's part you of my ice cube. Yes, that's part of ice my issue. He said if. But you say if, but what I'm saying is at that point in time before, like right when he was on getting ready before that NWA trajectory. He was going to college. Am I right or wrong? No, he was 16. Huh? He was going to school. He was going to school in Arizona. He was going to school in Arizona. I'm telling you. He was going to school in Arizona. He was going to Taft. No, he was going to Taft. And then he went to college in Arizona. I'm telling you, NWA started when Q was in high school. But that's not my point. My point is that's when they were reaching their pinnacle, he was in college. He was in college when they took off. That's I'm not so if you're they don't take off, he's still in college. You're, you're that's the whole point. point. He's that's if he point. was a drug dealer, he wouldn't have been a rapper, he'd have been a drug dealer, but he God wasn't. Damn. He was a rapper. He was a rapper. Yeah, so my literally question, has so, been a rapper but, since high school. He was in a successful group when it started to pop. He blew when he was in college when it blew up. He's a rapper. Culturally, he's a nigga from 111. He grew up in the 111 community. He's gonna wear more blue than red. Culturally, but can he claim he's, he's a real nigga if he wasn't it's out? Not, it's not a claim. He don't make no life. claim. That's my point. He don't claim anything. He's making rap songs. You don't hear it. when Ice Cube talk. He's talking about politics and Trump. That's when he's talking. You don't hear him in an interview like, "Yeah, I'm a real nigga. I was out here. I did 10 years in prison." He's not lying. He's making rap music, and you're formulating your opinion based off the rap music he's making. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm saying his stories are valid. Whether they're his stories, they're not. They're someone else's stories. That's his job. And he does it better than 99% of the people that's ever done this. Is it All a fair? Saying, it's like if Jay-Z told this, it's like if J. Cole told the story, right, of a dope ass nigga that was a hustler nigga from Carolinas, right? And he told that story. He's supposed to. That urban street story. That's the point. That's what rappers used to do. If you've seen them, the TV show Snowfall, right? If you've seen Snowfall, there's the rappers telling the story of the community. That's what rappers did. He was telling, oh, Saint and them got this going on and this person did this. That's what rapping is. G. That's what hip-hop is. G, is, is it a fair consideration to look at the time frame when... Ice Cube's career really became what it was and, and, and hit critical mass, that there wasn't really a lot of 
it wasn't I won't say a prerequisite, maybe it's too strong of a word, but it, it wasn't a you know a preponderant behavior for guys to come up and say, I don't know his life, but it seems like you know, Jeezy ain't really all the shit that Jeezy rap about, you know. Maybe he is, maybe he's not, whatever. But a guy I like think that. He's experience those things. See, there's nothing wrong with rapping about your experiences. And there's nothing wrong with rapping about other people's experience. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's that's nothing what wrong hip-hop with is. Rapping about what you survey, you know, and I think that's what most people do. Every every story, I know for damn sure, every song I wrote, I ain't done half the shit I talk about. But I've seen it. <laughs> and, and the difference is, I done <laughs> half the shit I'm talking about. That don't make my rap better than steals. It's who is displaying the story correctly and that the audience could grab. That's the But job. like, you see rappers where one guy... And again, this is not a perfect example. It's just a hypothetical example I'm trying to draw a parallel to, right? Let's say hypothetically that Jeezy's a way better rapper than Gucci. And Gucci wants to eat up Jeezy's market, you know, a little bit. He's going to say, oh, yeah, well, I'm the real deal and he's not. So therefore, I'm better and whatever. So you see a little bit of a conflict among rappers where one guy is not really with his shit and is rapping better than the guy who is but they're trying to use that as a value comparison to compensate for a talent comparison or whatever and it's, it's the same it's thing that happens more. with this real nigga square conversation but again, that we but again, but again, and that'll that make it right but that's what happens though that's my whole point it's I, like not, again, if somebody again, gotta prove that they hard or you basically you or they assume that you calling them soft why, 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 why you trying to prove that you hard though but this, because this is that's my the point, culture right? and this is my point where you Making it the blame of somebody who literally is celebrating their culture. Like you're like, well, it's your fault because you're celebrating your culture. It's not. It's your fault for not celebrating who you are. It's your fault as a human being. It's, it's, it's nothing wrong with people that come from our world. Listen, celebrating, hey, you know what? I did this the honorable way. As honorable as you could do this in the streets, I did it. For me, this is the pinnacle of where I've came to as a man. And I celebrate it. Right. Gangster rap is not about killing people. Gangster rap is about doing what it takes to survive. Are we talking about this to like the weirdest audience? It sounds like, oh, it's just about people dying. No, it's about I killed this nigga to live. There's no serial killers in gangster rap. You don't hear no nigga rapping about y'all killed these people. That's a lie. That's a lie. That is a motherfucking lie. I'm from Chicago, nigga. That's a fucking lie. That's a lie. Some of the biggest motherfucking artists in Chicago history is serial killers. Fuck out of here with that. And they rapped about it. What rapper in Chicago was a serial killer as a rapper? That ain't for me to say. I'm not gonna I'm say not, the. I'm listen, I, do you know what it, do you I have heard it? Ain't for me to say, my nigga. But listen, I, I know all the listen, stories because I'm, I'm from. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. This is gonna be my problem that we finna have right now. It's not for me to say. Don't reference gang shootings as mass shootings. That's not what a mass shooting is. I didn't say mass shooting. You I, said listen, a to, this is the killer. point. What I'm saying. You said a serial killer. Let me make my point, nigga. Hold up. I got you. I'm just breaking it down because right now what's happening is the same gentrification that's happening with niggas with urban street colloquialisms is happening with mainstream American ideas where gang shootings are being called mass shootings. They're not mass shootings. It's different. A mass shooting is for no fucking reason. A serial killer kills for the thought of just killing. He don't kill enemies. It's just literally like Hitler is not a serial killer. He's not. He literally is a, is a He's different a mass murderer. He doesn't. He's a mass murderer. 
He's a mass murderer. It's a difference. A serial killer is okay. different. All like, right. you okay. know who was in Chicago that was a serial killer? Gacy. He just killed niggas because it was Thursday. It, it was no reason. I it mean, wasn't a GD killing the BD. I mean, it wasn't I mean, a GD killing I mean, the folk. It, it, it was just because it was Thursday. Thursday. You know what qualifies a person to be a serial killer? A person only has to kill three people to be qualified as a serial killer. So but that's my point. I, I, I'm, I'm not fucking with them qualifications. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of gang bangers that serial killers. I'm killers. sorry. They, do it, again, for, they not, do it for sport bunch, and not listen, because they at war. Tom, Tom, Tom. A bunch of gang bangers not. Don't gentrify these words. It's really important I'm that you don't do this. I'm the words. I'm from the fucking place. I have people that have got fucking killed. That I'm not saying that. I'm telling you literally. I'm telling you. They are not killing. that killed that wasn't gang bangers. Tom, they thought in a mistake. They didn't just kill him because it was Tuesday. They killed the nigga because the nigga was outside. That ain't got shit to do with because you being a gangbanger. Because he literally thought he was from I the been, other... I didn't dodge bullets and shit because the nigga look, was just outside. And they like, oh, who the fuck is that? What are you talking about? If you think that, there, that there's what? Probably 500 to 1,000 individual committers of homicide in that space nationwide a year. If you think that there are none of them that are out there doing that for some other reason than dire self-defense, you're lying to yourself outright. That's, that's not the outright. point. Outright. That's, that's, you're missing my point. I'm telling you, the mass majority of them, right, think it's for some sense of greater good or war, right? It's literally wars between communities. I had a prime example. I had a homie who was a serial killer, right? Now, I have other homies as killers, but they're not him. <laughs> this, nigga, this nigga did kill because that's just his thing. He killed people that had nothing to do with gangbanging. He didn't mistake them for gangbanging. He killed kids, older people. He didn't even know. That nigga is a serial killer. A nigga who come through shooting in the opposite community, thinking he's hitting enemies and ops, he could be stupid, but a serial killer is a different far cry. And I'm not saying out of the 500,000, some of them are not just driven by the thought of killing anybody. But what we're not going to do is keep gentrifying words to make everybody feel comfortable. I don't think it's gentrifying it because I think it's that, 100%. that, uh, that it's there literally are gentrification serial killers in hip hop. I'm not saying they're not real killers in hip hop. I didn't I'm say real you, killers. I said there are serial killers in hip hop. I'm telling you, there probably would be none. I'm telling you, there's no rapper that rap about killing little kids and killing old ladies and killing motherfuckers at the highest level. There's no John, there's no Gacy's in fucking hip hop. We wouldn't right. celebrate it. All right. We don't All celebrate right. Gacy. All right. We don't celebrate Gacy. Right now, there's All a black right. serial killer. He's All the right. biggest serial killer in America. You niggas don't even know who he it's is. Literally, you a know rap why? artist saying, not gonna make no movie. Ain't no pass. We on your ass. Don't get caught up with your son. Like, Listen. come on, G. Because yeah, we're at war. Because that's, we're at war. Yeah. So at that point, anybody yeah. with you is a fucking victim. Like America. When they bomb these whole towns and malls, it's on its own. It's different when I kill your son and I don't have no problem with you or your son. I just need to kill a baby. I'm sorry. There are there are no gaysies in hip hop. Uh, and if you in, in a problem, there have been. There have been. There, there are no gaysies in hip hop. Uh, there are right. no I'm not saying that there hasn't been an idea, but there are no gangsters in hip hop. They're just not. We don't celebrate serial. Do y'all know who is the biggest serial killer? You know he's a black man, right? The Grim Sleeper. Y'all know about him? I have no, no idea. I don't. Never, never right, you know why? Because we don't the fuck with serial killers. Killer. If a nigga came out rapping, like, yeah, I'm just kill prostitutes. That's my thing. I'm rapping about killing prostitutes. He is not going to be celebrated. He's not going to sell 13 records to us. 
We're not fucking with that. You know what we fuck with with gangster rappers? We fuck with niggas who brag about surviving. We brag about niggas. We fuck with niggas who brag about doing whatever it takes to survive. Nigga, I will do this to this nigga, this nigga, this nigga to live. Not just because it's Thursday, I'm going to kill them niggas because it's Friday. No, nigga, we at war. Them communities in Chicago been at war for years, for years, for years. So now, nigga, when I go through your neighborhood, nigga, if I think somebody from the military, I'm popping them. That's not a serial killer. A serial killer is Gacy out of Chicago. A nigga who was fucking with the mayor, killing everybody. 14-year-old kids for no reason. 15, like, I'll kill y'all because I just want to kill y'all. After he raped you. After he raping men. That's a serial fucking killer. That's no re. That's a serious. Stop gentr- And that's the point of the goddamn podcast. You gentrifying words. I'm not, not gentrifying words. Gentrifying. I'm not words. gentrifying words because just because just because yes. you have war don't mean you can't turn into a serial killer. I'm not saying you can't, but I'm telling and, and you, get blood when thirsty and start I'm not saying when sport. you at war you can't turn into a serial killer. But serial killers don't got nothing to do with war. Nothing to do with war. They are in a war against humanity. See, we know some serial killers, bro. Who we know some serial use that killers, as a guy. We don't know no goddamn serial killers. Yes, we do. We no, we don't. Do. I'll tell you a couple when we get off air, bro. You know, you don't know no goddamn serial killers still. Mm-hmm. He would have killed your stupid ass. <laughs> no, the reason I haven't got killed is I'm not stupid. I don't partake of none of that nigga shit that you're talking about. What you mean? You think you think them people that gays to kill partake to something? Still, what can I ask you a question? Are you a real nigga? Or are you a square? Man, you know what? First of all, I don't you I don't look Still at is a square. A I'm a black man. All and right. I'm a square and proud of it. He's dog. a I, he's a law-abiding citizen. Hell yeah, I'm a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> and but I'm the criminal. He is a stand-up head of household. And I'm the criminal but, that do all the crime for him. And we don't want to tell me because I know what needs to be done. But I will tell you this though: if somebody come in my house, I lay their ass down. If that's a, that's within you know, your legal rights. Nick. If somebody is um Violating my space, my area, my wife, my children, I will lay their ass down. That's within if your legal right. I'm proud yeah, of exactly. you. If somebody is threatening me, I'm going to take that threat serious and I'm going to do whatever is necessary to eliminate that threat. But I don't want to cause crime. I'm not, I'm not, if you got some dope in the car, don't invite me for no ride. If you got some bullshit going on, don't involve me in it because I'm going to tell you, I don't live that life. If these police pull us over and you got some shit in the car you ain't talking about, I'm going to give you five minutes to correct this shit. And I'm going to say, officer, this shit is not mine. I'm riding with this nigga. I can get out the car right now. I'm going about my way. you supposed to. That's your fucking, that's what you're supposed to do. And I love being it because you know what, man? Being black in America, and I'm not going to lie. I'm from the hood. I'm from a grimy ass area of Cleveland. I grew up fighting and stabbing niggas and all that shit. That's but all I'm going to tell you this. We've been indoctrinated, man, to this bullshit doctrine that we have to behave in a certain way. I don't subscribe oh, to that. God, here you go. You niggas always find some way. You niggas always find some way to hate on other niggas. That's what I can't stand. That's what I was saying earlier. You are not indoctrinated with nothing. Stop. You got to stop being a follower. And don't blame people because they tell you, you ain't been indoctrinated to be a fucking cowboy. You can watch a thousand cowboy movies, but you ain't never got you no fucking horse. You was indoctrinated to be a cowboy, but you ain't got no fucking horse. All of a sudden, you listen to hip hop, you got to be what they is. Well, why no. you ain't everything else you watch? Why you ain't Eddie Winslow? Why I you ain't Bill fucking, no fucking Cowboy? Why you not Philip Huxtable? You was indoctrinated with that? Because I'm because fucking I'm poor in the hood and a nigga can't go to school to you be a watch more episodes. You watch more episodes of Married with Children. Why you ain't married with children? Why you ain't cool. out Monday? Because it ain't cool. I don't you know why it ain't cool, cool too? It ain't cool to us. 
That's the point. How did y'all let one percent rule with you niggas cool? I'm fine with that. But guess what? A lot of them cool ass motherfuckers that came up with me is dead. They underground. This is true. So that's my point. So that's the point. The point I'm saying is, don't blame. Niggas from my culture, it'd be like, it's your fault. No, it's your following ass fault. Because no, all ain't nobody blamed you. Ain't nobody blamed you. Oh, no, that's what it is. You said we've been indoctrinated. No, you haven't. No, we have, we have been Who said you got to be a gangbanger? No, I'm going to tell you this. We it's the been, validator's fault. Yeah, and you, we all know who it is. We have so much oh, bullshit who's in our community, Girl. bro. You got square. I'm going to tell you this. You got Women square motherfuckers that don't gangbang or participate. See, I participated in crimes before. Low, yeah, on the lowest of keys, it's their fault. Yes. Fact. I, I ain't lying. Hold on. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me land on something real quick, y'all. I'm going to tell you this. You have guys that aren't gangsters, that don't have nothing to do with the world of crime. If somebody punched their mom in the mouth, I'm going to keep it G. I ain't saying nothing. Police come and say, did this man hit your mom in the mouth? Did he shoot your mama? No, I ain't saying nothing. I ain't snitching. Man, you better tell that motherfucker because this, this same motherfucker, this same dumbass nigga, he go retaliate against this guy and do something to him. Police gonna come back to him. Now I thought you said you didn't know who it was. Now but, you this, have- but this is my point still, and, and I'm I'm gonna say this. We gonna get off this shit. I'm gonna let everybody go. And, and this is what I'm saying to you, Tom. Look, Peter, man. I think Peter wanted to say something. Look, Peter, yeah, he's no, all time to say something. No, say it. Every time he's about to say something, she cut him off. It's hold up, right, hold man. up. Nah, hold say up. it. Because in, you're low. He already correct. know. He already know. Correct. I know for sure correct. who he blaming. He blaming the women. It's so, science. I'm giving you a science that I'll give you some scientific it's, fact that is demonstrable by by laboratory, you know, shit. Listen, I, I'm I'm saying, listen, I understand the pressures, right, of other people that come up in urban street territories, right? To 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 see it, right? People who are squares to feel that. These are the celebrated terms within our community, right? Because that's what it is in our community. Whether you're square or not, if you grow up the way we grow up, one of the, the achievable and honorable things to be is a real nigga, right? Even where y'all from, even though y'all not criminals or don't believe in the, in the law, you know, in the, in the world of crime, that's right? not y'all thing. But being a real nigga is the same thing in our community and your community, right? Because we poor. That's still only 1% of the population. So if you feel like somewhere time where you like, I need to be a real nigga. You know what? I'd be okay with that. Cause you know what? You came up the way I came up with. And I wouldn't look at you funny if somehow you made your situation better in your life, right? With your family. Cause you came from where I came from. So you can use that time. Be a real nigga. But, man. Whether you did a crime or not, nigga, you beat the streets. That's I think the anybody, Hold I up. Think don't anybody, interrupt me, nigga. Let me oh, make oh, my oh, oh, urban street I will say that you didn't say that earlier though. That's all no, I no, was Now I'm bringing clarity. Because I'm not talking about people that grew up. That's still only one per- You know how few ghettos it is in America? It's a very few. It's not people that come from where we come from. That's not, I'm not talking to Pavy for Pavy saying, I actually will rap. Hey, Pavy, a real nigga. I would say that. And I know Pavy don't commit crimes because Pavy came up the way we came up and changed his life and didn't get in, right? And figured out a way to stay that from our community. That's still only 1% of the population. It ain't enough ghettos for all these niggas to be lying about them trying to be real niggas. Most of them didn't come up in our community. It still said he's a real, I tell people, man, still a real nigga. Still ain't committing no goddamn crimes because that nigga came from the slums of Cleveland and got his son to the NFL draft up to this point. I respect that from our community, right? So yes, he's from our little, small, little thing. Our small, little thing. 
But that don't mean every motherfucker on Instagram who didn't come up this way got to feel like they need to be this because they listen to rap records. I don't care how many fucking cowboy movies I watch. I don't want to ride a fucking horse and be a cowboy. I don't care how many motherfucking movies I watch on these other niggas. I don't want to be that. Even the karate shit that's celebrated in our community, everything. I don't want to be that. Now you're giving us context, though, bro. What you're saying now makes a lot of sense. No, the Earth problem is the, it's, not, it's not context. Now you feel it. Now you feel included. So you're like, it's cool. I'm included. No, but that's no, the problem. No, Stop no, trying no. to feel included. It's not no, about no, inclusion because no. I told you earlier, I don't no. care about being included in that. That's not, I'm talking to Steel specifically. I'm talking to Steel specifically. The fact is, our issue as black people is the concept of inclusion. We feel like everybody needs to be included. I need to be involved. No, you don't. No, walk this really. way. If that ain't your path, walk this way. You I'm don't need to be included. And, and, and hold up. And you don't got to include everybody. Gee, you don't you got to include everybody but still. Bro. Why do everybody black got to be this? Everybody black can't live in Beverly Hills. That's true, but let me everybody black can't be a, everybody black can't do a thousand things. There's a thousand things more. everybody black can't do. But niggas get this urban the urban streets, not even niggas. The urban streets get this one little thing. It's the only thing they got. The only thing they got outside of they got prison and death. The only thing they got. Oh, I could be a part of it too, even though I'm black and I live. Shut. No, you can't. You could just be a fucking rapper, and that's fucking good enough. I will issue. I will issue rap this morning, though. If we're not careful with our shit, the same thing that happened to rock and roll, the same and jazz, thing that and it's jazz. your fucking fault. No, it's not my fault. And it's, it's not your my fault too, Because you're trying to make everybody a fucking serial killer. Everybody not a fucking serial killer. Everybody a serial killer. Niggas is I eating niggas. I didn't say everybody is a serial killer. I said there are niggas rappers that are niggas serial killers. Niggas is killing niggas for no purpose, and now they serial killers too. Niggas in the middle of a war, fucked up on dope and poor, and they killing each other because literally at war, and you comparing that to J Gacy, who killed niggas just because they're alive. Oh, you know, I'm going to rape you and kill you. I'm going to tie you up. I'm going to fuck you in a clown suit. That is not the same. I'm not comparing them to Gacy. I never said That's no rapper a was serial killer. Gacy. You know, now you generalizing terms. I didn't say that. I said there are serial killers that are rappers or that you have been rappers. You said if a nigga come through the community, right, with another warring community. If you shoot up a house, a if, you shoot up a house if, you, if you shoot up a house full of people, what the fuck is your goal? Is it a house full of niggas that's from somewhere else? I don't want to hear that. If you shoot up a house full of people, you don't know who's in that motherfucker. What the fuck is your goal? Is it a house full of niggas that we beefing? That's not what I asked you. It matters. If you shoot, I, what are you talking about? I didn't been in houses that been shot up before, and I ain't had shit to do with it. If you are in a house- Was you at somebody else's house that had something to do with it? It don't fucking matter. Oh, it matters. You shoot up a fucking house full it of matters. people, you don't give a it fuck It matters. Stay your ass out the mix. Yeah, oh kind of matter. Go party go over here that. with us. Oh, right yeah, now, if you go that. party in Ukraine, you take your stupid ass to Ukraine. Don't you tell me I can't go to my Ukraine, family house. And they got a club in Ukraine, and they're in a war with <laughs> Russia. You might get your stupid ass killed. Man, I don't want to hear that shit. Oh, I bet you don't want to fucking hear it. I bet you won't take your ass to Ukraine. I don't. You got there right. I ain't taking my ass to Ukraine. You know it's on. You know it's on. Nah, I'm going to keep it all the way G with you. If I know a nigga some bullshit, I'm not linking man. You know it's on. I'm not linking man. As a nigga whose family been on bullshit his whole life, nigga, you never know when you going to wind up in some bullshit. take your ass to Ukraine. I done got my ass out of plenty of cars. That I knew I shouldn't have been in. Be like, yo, I'm If you take your on. ass to Ukraine while they're in the middle of a war with Russia and you see them putting in work, you see these drive-bys, the you see thing, these flybys, and you take thing, your ass to a party, be like, oh, well, I don't know what niggas tripping. Bruh. Oh, a matter of fact, thing. I'm tripping. Hold up. No ceilings. 
Lashes Malone, my nigga Peter Boss. All right, I gotta go though. Got the hoops and brews in the spot. My big brother, Big Steel. And fuck y'all, we out of here. Good looking out for tuning in to the No Sillers Podcast. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, comment, and share. This episode was recorded right here on the West Coast of the USA and produced by my homeboy, A King, for the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Yeah. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.